the shoes on the other foot now. Now that I'm no longer uh, managing the the roadcaster, now that I'm training you to do it, I know it's pretty fun to learn this. <laughs> I feel like so sophisticated. <laughs> well, anyways, welcome to the real real world podcast. You just can't say that it, real it is world. Really it's, hard to put those two words together. It's our California accents. Maybe if we have one, I don't. I don't really. I don't. Really <laughs> I don't, know, I don't, I don't do. know what it sounds like. It just sounds normal to me. <laughs> But welcome to the Real World Podcast, where Ooh, a millennial good. and baboomer will be a baboomer. A, yeah, baboomer. <laughs> it's a, not to be confused with the baby boomer. This is oh, it's this a baboon. <laughs> it's a baboon who speaks like a boomer. Wow! Thank and, you for uh, calling me a baboon. No, nah, I'm just joking. Nice. I love you. I love you so much, Mama. Please <laughs> I don't love me you too. Uh, but anyways, we talked about serious issues, sometimes more casual issues, uh, as it relates to a world, real world life, and our walk in faith. So you just keep messing it up. Uh, anyways, <laughs> welcome <laughs> listeners. Uh, we don't claim to be experts in any capacity. We're just here to have a conversation and bridge the gap between our generations. Our baby boomer and millennial. Yes. I am yes. the son and the millennial. And you are? Brian. Brian. And I am Bobby, the mom, I the probably, baboomer. Yeah, you're the baboomer. <laughs> I probably should have started with introducing myself saying, hi, I'm Brian. But you know me, I never do that. And you Even know in what? real life. We like to wing it and, and like we want it different every time. Well, it's just so funny to me because like I forget to introduce myself in real life too. Oh. Like if someone will be like, oh, hi, I'm this. And I'm like, oh, hi, how's this going? Blah, blah, blah. And, I'll, and they're, they're like, who who are you? <laughs> I, oh, oh, my bad. I'm, I'm Brian. I'm sorry. Awesome. Uh, All right, so what are we going to cover today, Brian? We are going to cover Christology. For those of you who do not know what that is... I never heard of it before either. It is the study of Jesus, the study of Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? Never knew it existed. Yep, it is. Effectively, if there's something about Jesus and you would study it, that is Christology. It can be about his ministry. It could be about his life, death, resurrection. It could be about the fact of his eternal presence in the Trinity. It can be all these aspects. So this is one of three studies of the Trinity. So what yes. are the other two? Uh, pateriology, which would be the study of the Father, and okay. then pneumatology, the study of the Spirit. Okay. Again, two other terms that I never heard of. So mm-hmm. um, this is really fun. Yeah, they're really cool. Also, if anyone Googles pneumatology, know that it starts with a P. It's P-N-E-U. Yes, yes like pneumatics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because mm-hmm. literally pneuma is the Greek word for uh, spirit. It's just translated. And you would know that since you um, are in your last class to get your Master's of Divinity. Yeah, so. it has been two years since I've done Greek, though. So Okay. Yeah, but I am doing Hebrew right now. Awesome. This is Hebrew 4? Yeah, this is Hebrew 4. Last class, and then you're going to have... And a Master's of Divinity. I'll be a wizard, technically. You technically will be. Yeah. (laughs) When people ask me what my class is in D&D, I'll have to say cleric. I'll say I'm a a man who fights for the God. We're very proud of you for for doing that, by the way, Bri. Always. I'm happy that you're proud of me. I kind of felt called to do it. (laughs) I know. Uh so there's so many different questions that we can have that when we talk about Jesus, like it could just be something as simple as, well, who is he? To, was Jesus a created being? To, did he really rise from the dead? Did Jesus use his own power to not sin? Uh, there's so many different weird questions that we That's can go into. Because there is a scriptural answer for that. Wow, I, I never even heard that one being presented before so like because the issue is say we're talking about jesus died for our sins Mm -hmm. and say if he only used his own power well then doesn't it seem unfair that he's able to be perfect because it's like he just he would there was never real a real like actual temptation there was never a sincere temptation because he was able to use his own power just to avoid it hmm and so there is actually a scriptural answer in that Jesus never really used his own power when he did his ministry on earth. He relied on the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And we actually find that in John 3.30 where it says that he was given the Holy Spirit in a manner of, of, of more, excess, a more excess than anyone else who has ever lived. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's an awesome passage. It's, yeah, I, I had a full, sure. I had to write a paper, paper on Christology before and I had a full like page and a half that was just on that. Wow. Uh, so you know what we try to you know we're, we're bringing this to you because what we try to do in like spiritual matters is to bring forward matters that maybe somebody's heard about 
but doesn't really know. So we like to clarify yeah. things. So, I mean, we've, you know, we've done salvation and we've done like fruits of the spirit. We've done a variety of things and we really like to just kind of go a little bit deeper um, so that there's clarity because sometimes when you're in the church, it's almost like you're afraid to ask the question because you don't want the other person to think that you don't know what you're yeah. talking about, right? And I, I know now with Google and everything, I mean, we can, you know, we can Google oh, there's it. There's so much you guys can Google. There is, but the problem is, as we talked about with everything else, it's like you got to know your sources, right? And if you don't yeah. know that that is a sound place where you're getting your information from, I'm telling you, it's going to give you the wrong and information, I, I, man, not what you're looking do for. Do I got some sources because I can read the original text? Yeah, you can. You also can. read a lot of... Uh, right, when, uh, when you've got that Hebrew and that Greek down. What, what, what's it called when it's uh, like uh, for the initial, the, the very first comments on an initial text? I don't, I don't remember I don't what it's know. called. Uh, there's, there's a word for it where it's like for like, an, like immediate sources and the like first sources is worded weird hmm. because essentially is I, I, cause I can read the original text in scripture to the best that we can reconstruct it in mm-hmm. Greek and Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I can also read texts on the original church fathers who also did it in Greek. Uh, as well as, I mean, their Greek is actually easier than old Testament and the new Testament Greek anyways, because right. they, they use capitals. Or lowercase, I mean, mm-hmm. and like punctuation, because it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's not. There's none of this is meant to be me to sound like I'm bragging or anything. I don't want to sound like that. Is he? Oh, he's after. He's a fly. after a fly. Okay, I was concerned. <laughs> I'm concerned that Revan doesn't see the screen door, and I'm afraid oh. at any point he will just run out and breathe. Hopefully not. I hope not. Hopefully not. Uh, but as you were saying, Mom, there's a big part of so many times where we could have a question and we feel ashamed. Uh, or mm-hmm. feel like insecure about wanting to right. ask that question because we don't want to make ourselves look more spiritually inferior or something than, than we are. But there, I think there's another two aspects of it that we don't consider. And like one of them is definitely me. Is I For a long time, it was like I had already learned as much as I could. And I felt like there was nothing more for me to learn until I had someone who was way smarter than me come and educate me. Well, it's not smarter and, isn't probably the right word. Or just but more no, educated. Yeah, more, more, who knew, knew more. Yeah. Uh, because I went through private school for so long. Eventually, it was like, unless, until I got a seminary education, mm-hmm. like I had learned as much as I could just from reading the Bible by itself. Well, I remember you saying before, like the first couple years you were in seminary, that you felt like you already learned this in, in school. Yeah, there is like, a, there a, there a handful so. of classes like that. So uh, what a benefit to be able and and yeah. <laughs> I you know what? I would have loved no. to have had the opportunity no to go to Christian school when I was a kid. I went to public school and while I enjoyed it and it was great, I would have really loved to have had that foundation. Um, because you know, we know that when we learn something when we're younger, it sticks with us longer. And yeah, totally, you know, in second grade, I learned Psalm 23 and I've never forgotten it. And it's because I yeah. learned it in second grade. If I had learned it last week, forget it. You know, yeah. I would have forgotten it. So, you know, and, and so you have this foundation and I'm so thankful that you have that. I'll carry it with me until my dying mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I also, on this earth. I, yeah. On, oh, yeah. Well, hopefully I carry it with me after I die. <laughs> you know, it'll <laughs> be I, I die and I lose all my memory of Jesus. That would yeah, be awful. That would be awful. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to say real quick, I did lie. I might have said two things. I meant three more reasons. <laughs> so, I mean, there's <laughs> one, we could feel insecure. One, it could be more of pride. We feel like there's nothing left for us to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there are two more. What were they? I'm already forgetting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's turning into the baboomer. Yeah, I'm turning into baboomer. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, ta 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 this is like uh, me in the last episode yeah. trying to look up Title Forty Two. Except for I'm just learn, trying to look it up in my brain. I can't. I can't remember. I mm, I got too that's distracted. That's a real risky thought for me. I'm normally. I'm just normally a pretty safe bet for me. I'm still kind of young, so I, I'm, yeah. I'm still able to do it. Once I turn like forty young or something, stuff. I'm sure. It'll, I'm sure my brain will stop working as well, and oh I'll get real word. frustrated. What happens when you're sixty, like me? I don't know. <laughs> you're you're real smart. I, I hope that I'm still at your, your same level of capacity when I'm your wow. age. <laughs> thanks <laughs> uh anyways what i was saying was there there could be a couple more reasons uh, one the third one which i think is the most important why uh, or it, not necessarily why but the why of we should learn these things have for how it matters and affects our daily walk with jesus because mm-hmm. that's very important 
And then I honestly forgot the fourth one. I can't think of. I just had it a second ago. Okay. But I'll remember it at some point, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, guys, here was the but fourth we'll one. We'll interject it as we yeah. go along. Uh, but anyways, a big part of it was just uh, thinking of different questions we might have. And I was wondering if you had any starting questions or if we should just start with some of the more basic ones. Yeah, let's just start with the more basic ones. Okay, so maybe start with like, who is Jesus? That's a great question. Okay. So as uh, indicated in scripture, I don't have a bunch of verses just memorized and references memorized. Oh, BT I'm does. disappointed. You, I thought you, you would remember you that be. from... Elementary school. Uh, you you should be disappointed. What Christ was a mistake, as we <laughs> no, just talked about. No, it was not. Uh, so Jesus is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. He is the man who the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are written about. Uh, he is God incarnate into flesh. And the second person of the Trinity. And the second person of the Trinity, mm-hmm. uh, who is known as the Son. And so... Uh, he is the man who came and died for our sin. Well, and and let me and then rose can, from the dead. Yeah, let me just say that you know one of the um, I mean the very beginning of John, I mean it starts out in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and then a couple verses later and the word became flesh, and uh, like if you just read those first few verses in John, it's very compelling. Yeah. I mean, it's very to me that says it right there that Jesus is God. And I think when you asked me if I had any questions, like I think that is probably the most or the biggest question that um, comes up on a regular basis or at least a lack of clarity. I remember when I was a kid, my family would debate it, like whether Jesus was God or not. Like, you know, it, it, I mean, as an adult or as I got older and I understood the Trinity, as much as one can understand the Trinity. Yeah. um, But I think that's a question in and of itself that needs to be answered or or that that is a question. And I know, you know, we have some relatives that are um, Mormon. Yep, and they have they're very different Christology than we do. They definitely do, and, and so yep. that's actually something I something really big I wanted to cover. Okay, good. Uh, that, okay, good. I, we didn't have to do it right now, but no, was, we don't. And so I just wanted to bring that up. Like, yeah, it totally. just kind of came to mind. Which I mean, it brings up that the as I said, I'll remember it randomly. The fourth thing, uh, church history. Mm. I mean, it might sound stupid uh, to some people as like tradition I and know all the that. S word. Uh, a lot of people will like see the Catholic Church and how they've passed on all these church councils and church tradition, and they put it on par with Scripture. Or they'll say they do, even though Catholicism doesn't necessarily do that, and they'll be very resistant to it. But there's been like a lot of times where people have diverted into heresies, like having false beliefs about Jesus, because they stopped accepting any uh, previous church council or church like leaders in the past as having wisdom. And decided for themselves what the Bible says. And then they evolved into an everlasting circle of like, well, they're running into the same heresy that people did in the third century after Jesus. Well, now that you brought that up. so Like the Mormons are like the fourth iteration of the same heresy. Hmm. <laughs> well, one of the things that, that I did come across, and I, I've heard this creed before. And is it, do you pr- pronounce it the Nicene Creed? Yeah, the Nicene Creed. The, Nicene the Council creed. of Nicaea. Right. And so that was... That was needed by the church to figure out what it believed about Christ. And so they came up with this creed in AD 325. And then it was further tweaked and everything like that. But the interesting thing about it. Just to clarify, it sounded to me like you said AD 25. Uh, it's AD, like Amino Domini. A- yes. AD <laughs> space 325. I, I was like, what? What did she say? Okay. Oh. So, but what I find interesting about it. And I can, I can recite it if you want. Sure. Okay. So we believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of the same essence as the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. He became incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made human. He was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. The third day he rose again according to the scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. 
He will come again with glory to judge the living and the dead. His kingdom will never end. What I really appreciated what they said about this, though, was that that it's like a good starting point when you talk about Christology because it yeah. covers everything um, and then, um, or covers many aspects of it. Yeah. And it was the response to the very first major heresy. Well, and, and so, but what I, here's the part that I find that that's most compelling is that it's accepted as authoritative by Roman Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Anglican, and major Protestant churches. Yeah. And so this is what we have in common yeah. And so much of the time we find the church getting legalistic and, and, and focusing on things that one often isn't even in the Bible, but somehow they've taken a stand on something and, and they become very legalistic about it and it separates the churches or it, it you yes. know, and this draws us all together and, and, and there's like a common uh, agreement that this yeah. Nicene Creed um, is valid. Yeah, and it's it's so important because it's talking about church traditions. When we begin to ignore things that happened before us, we'll ignore the wisdom of these people before us. Mm -hmm. Like, it's actually, it's not what you said technically earlier wasn't true when you said this was them answering this question. They already knew the answer to the question. They just had never formally had all the church leaders gathered together and, like, say it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, because the there's a, ve- a very specific, and I don't know if you saw me get teary-eyed a little bit when you actually read it. Mm. Uh, but and, and for most of you who heard my mom read it, probably just didn't think anything of it. Is it of the same essence? Mm. That word uh, is a word that's not found in scripture at all, but it's called the homoousias. It is essentially one of the very first uh, ways that we have used to describe God, and specifically in this case, Jesus, uh, and his nature that's not found in Scripture is the best way to articulate what we know to be true from Scripture. Mm-hmm. And that is Jesus is of the same nature as the Divine Father and the Divine, uh, the divine Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is important, uh, I guess going into it, is because when we don't think that, we get the resulting heresy, which was uh, from a man named uh, Arius, who I might, I feel like I just misspoke his name, actually. I don't know why. Uh, but essentially what he said, he believed Jesus was God. Like, he, okay. he believed that. Okay. But he believed Jesus was created. Ah, yeah. I, I noticed said, that in some of my research when I was doing that, that, that that was a big distinction that some people tried to make, that he was created versus being incarnate. Yeah, yeah. well, not just incarnate, but it's just just, saying saying eternal, preexistent. It, okay. Because uh, okay. I think both people would say incarnate would mean him incarnating into got flesh. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, okay. But the, the importance there is, Revan, please don't lick my mom's water. Uh <laughs> We always seem to have yeah. an interjection by my pupper, uh, by the That's, puppers. <laughs> but the the important thing there is, oh, hit my mic, is the it because the, the the big thing there because is relates to Mormonism relates to Arius. There were two other heresies. There was one in like the eight or nine hundreds that dealt with this, and there's one during the Reformation that also covered this, where they effectively don't believe Jesus was pre was preexistent or eternal. They believe he was a created being. And ultimately, when you think about it, it's impossible for Jesus to have saved us if he was created. Totally. And yeah, that makes sense. Because you think about this, this will this well, this will be going into some really because big we were words. All together, like, well, not, not just that, but it goes. This will go into some really big words. Uh, so I don't want well, try, anyone. Yeah, and try to keep uh, this simplified, yeah. Brian, because it's like most of us are not Bible scholars. I know, but so yeah, so so we live in the real world. That's exactly. why we're covering this topic. And exactly, that's that's why it's so important to me because yeah. we're talking about the real world. Jesus mm-hmm. is a real God. Right. He was man, and he mm-hmm. is God. Right. And he deserves worship, and he's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. why this is so important to me. Uh, and so if Jesus was created, we talk about the study of God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. The study of a nature of a being is a big fancy word called ontology. So when we talk about the, the study of who God is, it's God's ontology, the study of his nature. Okay. One of the divine qualities is infinite, is a being a true infinite. And it's called self-acity. Self-acity meaning self-existence. He does not need to be created at any point throughout all of eternity. So those are two divine qualities. But he chose to. 
He chose to what? He chose. He chose to come here. Yes. And present himself in yes. human form yes. to become one of us so that he could save us. Yes. Uh, and that's important. It's an important distinction to say he's eternal and then he's chosen to be in physical moments in the flesh mm-hmm. rather than he was only ever created and elevated into godhood, which is what a lot of Mormons would say. A lot of other people would say that he was physically created in some capacity. Okay. And the important then, it comes down to this. If there is endless, an endless amount of sin, it is borderline infinite. It is essentially approaching infinity. The only amount of grace that can cover all that sin is a true infinity. If Jesus isn't truly God in nature, he was only elevated into divinity. He was just, God just said, okay, you're kind of God now. So you're more like an angel or like a demigod or something like that. He's not a true infinite. That means when Jesus died, he couldn't die for all sin. And because the important part of that is say Jesus even had enough capacity, enough of enough of whatever his nature would be if he was created to then cover all sin, he definitely does not have enough to do then do the inverse of make everything good again. Well, and I know that's a lot of stuff. It is, but as as you're talking, things are coming to mind and so you asked me if I had any questions and so when we when as you were talking about you know, Jesus, um, he's always been around. He was with him in the beginning. He was with yeah. God the Father in the beginning. And if he wasn't, so one of the things that I've always questioned, so when we read the Old Testament, and obviously Jesus isn't in the picture um, inherently, okay? God, yeah. God is, but not Jesus per se. Okay, yeah, we know that there's references in in psalms and various things specific references but yeah i'm talking about like when people die you yeah. know we always say as a christian you need to and we, and and we talked about the nicene creed um and so we we say as a christian what you have to do is you need to accept the lord as your savior okay well how did that work in the old testament days when jesus wasn't there and so my point is, if Jesus, if Jesus wasn't there, all the people in the Old Testament just died and they aren't going to live in eternity. Yeah, how could you they know? have faith in someone who doesn't exist exactly. yet? Exactly, that's right. And so that's kind of my point. I think so for me, as we were just talking right now, like that just came to me that and I never thought about that perspective before because I always wondered about that, like about Old Testament people when Jesus wasn't there. Yeah. Um, but clearly, I mean, he was, mm-hmm. that's Abraham had faith and God accredited to him as righteousness. Right. It's always been about having faith in God. Right. And if, right. if, and there's, and this is one of the more di- most difficult things, because if you talk to a Mormon who is like a modern day, uh, Arianist, mm-hmm. uh, or any of the other variations of this heresy where they believe mm-hmm. Jesus was created, well, they'll mm-hmm. just say, well, just because he wasn't made yet or because he wasn't physically born yet. Because there, there are some versions where they believe he was created. He was the very first one created. Cause scripture, oh, I have heard that. Because okay. scripture does the say that Jesus is the firstborn of creation. Oh. And they take that to mean literally, like oh. God gave birth to Jesus. I have heard that before. Okay. Like there are some people who view that view it that Interesting. way. Interesting. And wow. that Jesus still created everything. They'll, they'll fully uphold all of scripture. They just take it. To mean that Jesus isn't... He was still created. He was still created. Okay. I hadn't heard that. Uh, now, what word is that? Like, what... Who believes that? Uh, I mean, the original ver- variation of this heresy, the of Arius, he believed that. Like, oh, if you okay. asked him if he believed Jesus died for a sin, if you asked him, like... If you asked him any question that would, like, raise a question about his faith, you would think he's rock solid. Mm-hmm. But if you asked him if Jesus was a created being, he would say yes. He just believed he was elevated into divinity. And that's, that's such a difficult question because it's like if someone has the correct faith about Jesus, but they believe something that's incorrect about him, are they still saved? So that's interesting. And that, so that's, that's, that's a really difficult question. It is, and that's why it's good that we're talking about Christology. Because that, that also brings up modern issues for us. Like if, like I would go out on a limb to say that he, he was heretical. When you know the truth, you shouldn't be teaching falsehoods Mm -hmm. so the people who knew that he was wrong shouldn't be teaching what he believes but at the same time when it came to his individual faith 
I think he was wrong about some facts, but I don't think the facts changed what he put his faith, who he put his faith in. Because mm. that's uh, really the bottom line. Yeah, and so that because that raises up a question of then, well, how does that affect us in our modern day when it comes to Jehovah's Witness or Mormons or other mm-hmm. people who we will have very different theology then. Mm-hmm. But we, I even hear people say that about Catholics, and it sometimes honestly. It's very frustrating to me in in yeah. in our church, which is a non-denominational, although it's it's related to the Southern Baptist Convention, but it's still um, a Protestant church. And I hear often people when they're talking about Christians to say they're not Christian, they're Catholic. And I, I'm sorry, Catholics are Christians. Period. Yeah. I, yeah. I just it, that's a pet peeve of mine too. I don't understand it. I don't understand oh, why people say it like I that. I normally don't hear Catholics clarify. I hear right. I hear Christians clarify. Well, and it's interesting. That, there is the a difference. There is a um, Catholic um, channel on Sirius Radio that I really love to listen to because I've learned a lot actually from there. But one of the things that I don't like. When I listen to that, and I've had to kind of turn it a, a few times because they believe that they're the only. Oh yeah, religion. They believe theirs is the only way, and I guess probably most kind of think that, or they wouldn't be following that religion. And we like to say ours isn't about a religion; it's about a relationship. Yeah, and it's about your relationship with with Jesus. But who are we to say? that anybody who follows any religion doesn't have that relationship with Christ. We can't say that. Yeah, because that, 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 <laughs> this, this is one a big part of what I want to talk about. This raises such a big issue uh, where it's there's this aspect of heresy of when something isn't true about God, you should not teach it because it's mm-hmm. untrue. Right. And it's a falsehood, and it's from Satan. Like, mm-hmm, totally. I will, I'll full on, right. I'm not the type of person to say this is from Satan. I will say that every single heresy is from Satan. Mm-hmm. You cannot have a direct because movement why? that makes a lie about God not be from Satan Because himself. what does the Bible say? He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, when it comes to the individual, there are times where it's like they could have so many wrong beliefs about who God is, about their understanding of things. Because talk about, think about a Christian who, would say they believe in everything someone else believes, but they're not educated. Like talk to think about uh, whoever is currently at our church sandals, whoever would be the least knowing person about the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like whoever got saved yesterday, started attending our church. Uh, like compare them to pastor Alfredo or okay. pastor Matt, okay. or maybe any of the other people with uh, divinity uh, masters, sure. MDiv degrees. Mm-hmm. Just because they might have wrong conclusions currently about God and they say they die tomorrow, would that change the result of their faith? Just because they didn't know better, but they still had the right faith in Jesus. Yeah, I think the faith but itself the, is what's important, right? Yeah. It's not, it's it's like you said, it's, it's when you falsely take some action, say something that goes against what you know to be true. Yes, and and because that this this involves a lot about our relationships with other churches, especially about people we would say are I mean heretics, like about our Mormon family, where it's like we shouldn't ever tell them that I they just would never call them a heretic though. Yeah, like, no, I, I just, know. I, it, I know. It would it's, never it's, go it's, that far. I would just say that we have differences of opinion. opinion. Yeah. That that's just kind of where because, it would land. Because uh, uh, one of the things is like we shouldn't ever say they don't have f- genuine faith in Jesus. I would never say that. But nope. at the same time, it's like. They're objectively wrong. Uh, well, based upon uh, I mean, what based we on, believe, based on what we believe, right? But I mean, I have very firm beliefs about God, and I would say that based on who God is, they would be objectively wrong. And I, agree, I know, I know that comes out as much more and inti- like bad than it is. Sure, and, but the thing is, there's people in our own church that are sitting in the same aisle as us yeah. that have differences of opinion, and it's because I mean, part of it is because they may just not know better, and that's okay. But also, part of it is they just. They're just checking out our church. They're just being involved in our community, even if they mm-hmm. believe something but different. But maybe they've been enlightened and we aren't. I don't think yeah, so. But I'm but, just saying, it's like we have to be really careful when we judge each other but for the, these things. And at the same time, you also, must also be incredibly firm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because I do agree with that. ultimately, we, we think about what Mormonism becomes through that belief of Jesus. He's a created being. That created being means he'd ascended into godhood that ascended into godhood means we can ascend into godhood right. that ascension and into godhood 
means that we get our own planets yes. when we die and we're good enough. I know. Yeah, and it's like people you know, will know. And these. the reason I know that, I learned this a long time ago, probably after a couple years after we were first married. I was reading this article in the newspaper back in the day when you actually read the actual paper, <laughs> you know, and versus the virtual paper. And I was reading this article about they had discovered the remains of someone who had, they were in some kind of a crash. And. Before that, they hadn't discovered the remains, but they were Mormon, and they were so thankful that they've, they've discovered the remains because only by discovering the remains could they um, be able to, I guess, attain that yeah. whatever you call sainthood, godhood, yeah. whatever. But if there were no remains... They, they, they couldn't would, do yeah. that. And it's like, that was like, whoa. Yeah, and but then, then we think <laughs> about the motivation. Well, why are you saved? So you could become God? Mm-hmm. Like, that's your motivation is just to become God. And I don't, I, I understand for some people that might seem like a great motivation. I think that's a terrible motivation. I don't, I don't do this because I want to become God. I want to become a better person. Become, I want to know people. I want, want to not God be to be glorified. Sin. Yeah, I want In God to be glorified. He's so mm-hmm. much better than me. I'm going to ruin everything if I'm God. Right, <laughs> totally. And that's what I was going to go back to. It's kind of like whenever you've had a situation in your life where you've wanted a particular thing to go a certain way and it didn't go that way. And and at first you're like kind of upset, right? You're, yeah. you're, not, you're questioning the Lord. Let's just face I mean, it, we do. We question the Lord. But then... Five years down the line, you're looking back and you realized why the Lord didn't take you down that road. You took you down a different road and it was so much better because what he has for us is so much greater than what we have for ourselves. Well, I, I wouldn't even go even to go like that's definitely true. I wouldn't even go that far. Just think of how much jerks we are to people. Yeah. Like this last week, you and dad called me on your we way home from work because you got to go back to work and all this. And mm-hmm. I was telling you guys about me potentially hiring a gardener. Mm-hmm. And that you guys were afraid about Revan getting out of the backyard. Mm-hmm. And I've been weighing this, but I've been thinking about that. But I got mad at you because the way I took it as like, you were thinking I wouldn't care about my own dog. And so, because uh, you kept telling me about it. And I know that's not what you intended. And here's what I'm thinking. He's 25. He thinks he knows the he all. He thinks he knows everything. He's not really thinking thoroughly because I have personal experience of having to go yeah. to the pound to pick up my dog because the gardener let them the dog out through the gate. So so that was <laughs> the that was the bottom line. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but uh, and I mean it's kind of yeah, and, and to kind of get to the the gist of it is what happened is like, well mom, like I thought about this. Like like I'll then I'll just and I rose my voice at you and I said I'll just go to the pound cuz I have a tracker in. I'm like it'll be fine. And <laughs> I made you cry a little bit. Yeah. Uh and I mean like dad was like, "Brian, you can't yell at your mom like that i wasn't intending to like i don't i don't think i even yelled yelled but it was like i still rose my voice at you and mm-hmm. i made yeah you didn't yell yell but i made you feel terribly like if i was god imagine if someone was praying and then i just responded like i was just not in the mood one moment mm-hmm. <laughs> they just caught me and well, i was like why are you questioning all me the time, right? yeah think about how many times we question god so so that reminds like, me of that movie did you, did you was yeah. it liar liar Oh, uh, where um, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, and he becomes God. Oh, no, that was Bruce Almighty. Oh, Bruce Almighty. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That that movie that was like so like eye opening to me where they're sitting there. They're looking at the computer and all the prayer requests are coming in and he's trying to play God and he's trying to handle these prayer requests. And all of a sudden it's like it's just like zipping by. Yeah. Like it's just if you can imagine if you can yeah. imagine. And, and, and that all this is just to say why it's so important that we have an accurate idea of not just who Jesus is, but God as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because when we make false beliefs about him, even if we have a genuine faith in Jesus, like I, I would go out on a limb and say there are plenty of Mormons who don't have a genuine faith in Jesus. But I, I think that, and I, I get flagged for this by someone, but I think there are probably some Mormons who do have a genuine faith in Jesus totally and that there will be in heaven. And God totally will agree. say, hey, you did, yep. you understood this wrong. The Book of Mormon was a bunch of hogwash made up by a dude. As with to, every other religion. So we're not uh, <laughs> here to talk about a particular religion or not. Yeah, It's just to share what we believe. But also to right? say why it's important for us to lovingly correct when someone is wrong as well as to make sure why we need to teach the truth and why we should also talk about things like this Mm -hmm. 
that it's that's it's why a, we're bringing this to yeah, you people because it's like if we never truly process this we might always have hesitations or reservations or questions or doubts like think of uh most protestant churches like we'll always say that Jesus is fully God, but we think about the way we emphasize him in uh, messages, the way we talk about him in sermons, the way we pray to him, the way we think about him. We constantly emphasize his humanity, mm-hmm. and, and a big part of that is that's because true. of our cultural mm-hmm. side, uh, mm-hmm. cultural side. But when all you do is keep emphasizing his humanity, you begin to lose a grasp of his divinity. Totally. And well, you know what. Yeah. Let me just share this, and I agree with that. And it's just whether we're talking about Jesus specifically or just God as a whole. You know, when you look at the world today and they want to talk about God, they want to talk about how God is love, right? <laughs> I mean, is I'm sorry it, I say it yeah. like that, but no, but it's, 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 a joke. it's It's really <laughs> like as though he's nothing else. Yeah. And the thing is, is that he is a jealous God and he is a powerful God. And it's like, let's never lose yeah. sight of that. It's because when you're loving, when you genuinely love someone perfectly, you're not this all. All you don't ex- feel is just love. You get jealous. No, absolutely. Like, could you imagine if you're in a healthy relationship with someone that you're married to and they cheat on you repeatedly? Right. right. No, of course you have a right to be jealous. They're they belong to you and you belong to them. That is right. how marriage works. Right. And vice versa with other aspects. Like you're just if you love someone and someone hits your child, you want justice for your child. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't just go, oh, no, I love them too. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Brian. I don't care if this teacher smacked you in the face. I don't care if this kid called you fat. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. They deserve to be loved too. <laughs> it's like, no, they yeah. did something really. Yeah. Not, well, the bottom, not to say anyone did that to me. Actions was, have consequences. And so we need yeah. to make sure that that, uh, that we take action on those. Yeah. And, and it can be difficult because in like real life, there are times where we have doubts. There are times we have questions. Sure. There are times where scripture doesn't feel like real because. It doesn't line up. Sometimes uh, won't well, because we'll appears. have a question. Yeah, we're just like, God, why isn't this happening? I know you're good. I know you're just, but then why isn't this happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so all that talking about the Hama Usias, that Nicene Creed, and that was the whole origin of it. Origin of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people saying, is Jesus created or is he not created? Okay. Uh, and that is a big part of it. Uh, and that actually the follow up to that is well, if he wasn't created then how did it become incarnated into flesh? And that's something that's so beyond us because how do you take infinity and wrap it into numerical finite? That's that's like saying, how do you make one infinity equal two? Well, that's why they call it faith, too. (laughs) I mean, like, seriously, this is where I've had disagreements or, like, debates with um, friends of mine that weren't, that didn't believe the way I did. Yeah. For example, one of them was... um, Catherine, who was a Mormon, and this is many, many years ago, and she was, uh, I, I asked her, uh, you know, if she understood the Trinity or, like, what she believed in whatever, and, you know, it's kind of what you were talking about, and so she did not believe that Jesus is God, and and so she basically said to me, she said, so, so you're telling me that Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and Father, God the Father can just be standing right beside each other? Yes. And, and then that's what I said, yes, and then it just dawned on me that she doesn't have the same faith I do, so it doesn't matter what I say. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important that we say what we believe, but in a loving way, right? Because we're never going to yeah. turn people towards, like these people that are standing on the, the street corners, repent or you're going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, that but I works. don't think they're going to draw anybody no. to the Lord, you know? And it's like we need to do it in a loving way, in a way that people know that we care about them because that's yeah. what it's all about. It's like love God, love others, right? And so unless yeah. they know that you really, truly care about them, they're not going to care about what you have to say. Yeah, but that's that's the phrase is yep. no one will uh, care what you say until they know that you care. Right, totally. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and also to kind of answer that question about the Trinity, it goes back to the Hamausias. Part of that divine nature means that when they could be three separate persons, but there's still one being. Mm-hmm. Because they are so unified, it is mm-hmm. it is the same as if they're one, mm-hmm. and that's why Jesus, and that's why God made marriage, because that's the best way for us to understand in our finite capacity to understand a small glimpse of what perfect union is like would be a perfect marriage. Mm. Is there such a thing? 
I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not sure there is. Adam and Eve before uh, Adam and Eve messed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so to kind of get back to maybe a couple other major questions, because uh, uh, I don't want to want to take too long. We spent a long time on my favorite subject, the homoousios, the, the nature of God and the nature of Jesus. Uh, one question we might have is like, well, is how is he fully God and fully man then? Because if he's fully God, it's like he had an unfair advantage. He didn't really die for our sin or have to do any of the things related to sin. But if he was, uh, if he was just fully, if he was, if he wasn't fully God, then his sin doesn't really his his uh, sacrifice doesn't really do anything. So he has to be both fully God and fully man. And there is the fancy word we use for that is called the hypostatic union. Interesting. Uh, essentially, that just means that Jesus is one being. He is one person. The Son incarnated into human flesh, and he is one person now. And w- with that, he also has two wills. He has a human, more fleshly will as well as divine will, which is just simply to say is he gets hungry. He gets tired. He gets cranky. There, there's a time where he wants to make a whip and get everyone out of the temple because they're robbing the Lord. And there's times where he is the perfectly good, always existent Savior. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Yes. Shortest verse of the Bible. Yeah. That was, I mean, that actually raises up one of the biggest questions I had. Uh, I was, <laughs> I was a heretic at one point in seminary. Uh, I don't Uh-oh. remember, I don't remember the word. There's, there's a, I think it's immutable. Uh, and I said, there's no way for God to be immutable or God can be forced into being unchanging because he sacrificed himself for us. How could That's God... just like over my head. I'm trying to wrap my head yeah, around what it, you're even trying yeah, to say. Yeah, so essentially saying, how can someone say God can't be forced to suffer if we sacrificed him and crucified him and we forced him to suffer for our sin? And essentially, my professor was like, hey, I think you misunderstand something. I'm not saying God can't suffer. I'm saying we, God, we can't make God suffer. And essentially saying Jesus did, Jesus chose to give himself up on mm-hmm. the cross. Right. At no point did we say, Jesus, right. sorry, you're screwed. You, yeah. <laughs> Your hands are tied. You're being yeah. crucified whether you want to or not. Yeah. Uh, at any point, like scripture says, Jesus, <laughs> a mm-hmm. legion of angels could have came down from heaven and rescued mm-hmm. him. Totally. Uh, and that can be another question where it's, we struggle with, well, like God says, he's, we see God's the same today, yesterday, and forever. But like we hurt God. We grieve the Holy Spirit. Jesus died for us. Like how could we say we can't force God to suffer? But we can't. But God chooses to suffer with right. us. Totally. Uh, I wasn't sure if you had any other thoughts while I've been talking most of this time. No, I've been really trying to pay attention to what you're saying because you know I always I always learn so much from my children. <laughs> so um, I've learned so I learned so much the first season with Scott. Um, I learned so much from you. And then um, our oldest son, Jake, he actually gave the message at his church the other night. Yeah, I was a bit jelly. I wish I had known. Which is pretty awesome. Um, well, because... I mean, I wouldn't have been, been able, able to, to come. There. But it'll be on podcasts. So it'll be coming out. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, it'll be on podcasts soon. Probably, it might even be out by now. Um, I think it's a couple days. And so um, it's just pretty awesome that, that our kids are all all have a strong relationship with the Lord and that um, that that's important to them. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really like important. truly, it's really I don't know, I can't me. be any more grateful. <laughs> I mean, I just can't be any more grateful. Thank you, than Mom. That. Truly. I'm grateful too. I'm sure it was yours and dad's and both of our, my grandma's prayers and my gramps. Totally. I always go back to, to our grandparents' prayers and, and how, you know, when they prayed over us and for us and all those years, um, how we benefited from that. Like, it's really. Yeah. It's always interesting to see prayers get answered. You know, um, one of the things that Jake and Joy did, I don't know if they still do, but they used to keep a prayer journal. And They um, probably I, still do. You know, I think them. it's just really cool yeah. um, to be able to go back and look at specific prayer and how the Lord answered that prayer. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I have a couple more questions that we could answer okay. if you want to uh, think okay. about them. Probably, yeah, we have a few more minutes. Uh, so uh, one of the questions we didn't answer was, did Jesus exist? 
And that might be more of a, if you look at it from a more of an atheistic standpoint, was Jesus a historical figure? And the word became flesh. Again, I think we answered oh, yeah. that question. I mean, as we Christians, know yeah, like we as know Christians, we have, we But how would anybody debunk that? Because his history was written even outside the Bible. I exactly. mean, but the, but the big is, question is whether or not there's, he is God. There's, there's an mean, increasing amount of people question. who believe Jesus was just a myth. I, I, it, which is never, a little ridiculous because I, I've never heard any evidence or like, I, I don't want to say I've never heard that before, but yeah. frankly, I really don't. Most I don't, of my circles I don't think, are Christian, yeah. so I don't hear that kind of thing, but no credible historian would ever say Jesus was an historical person. I know. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying because he uh, existed <laughs> in the secular world, especially, you know? especially cause what's funny is, uh, we, we, people, people debate about his Godhood, today but the crazy the funny thing about the early history of jesus is the early writings people call him a sorcerer so no one debated his power the first couple centuries after he lived Mm -hmm. people debated whether or not he was a good person interesting which is interesting yeah people people never doubted his existence and people never doubted his power Hmm. the like jewish writings uh a couple of different writings and a roman writing call him a sorcerer they say that he used the magic of Satan. Wow. I haven't heard that before. Yeah. Is that something that you've talked about like in seminary? Or? Uh, I learned that, but I also actually learned that when I was in high school because I had to read The Case for Christ. Mm. It's one of the, it's one of oh, the no, early I'm, documents. I'm very familiar yeah. with it. So, you know, Brian Bird, who was the creator of When Calls the Heart, was the writer for that movie when it oh, came out. Cool. So he worked with Lee Strobel. I who, forgot that they made a movie for yeah, it. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Hashtag go see that movie. It's a good movie. We saw it. Yeah. Yeah, that was... um. That was really interesting to see how that newspaper reporter came to Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's also crazy to think, I didn't get to be in a class with him, but his son teaches at my seminary. Oh, really? Yeah. Lee his, Strobel's son? Lee Strobel has a son. I, I can't remember his name, but uh, but uh, there was a couple different times, but it just ne- never matched up. I could never be in a class hmm. with him. It was either, like one time, it was I just didn't want to have to drive out another day, so I chose an online class instead. Or, uh, like, he just didn't choose at a time I could work. Uh, but, yeah. But, so, yeah, I think most people would agree that he is a historical figure. Another question is, did he rise from the dead? I mean, that's a lot of people things people really struggle with, is did Jesus really rise from the dead? Uh, I mean, I would say yeah. And one of my favorite things I actually learned in apologetics is that the greatest defense of this isn't even the I'm sorry, the greatest offensive defense defensive. The greatest defense okay. is telling people to provide a better explanation for the following events that we know happened for sure. Well there were like five hundred people that saw him. There after. are five hundred witnesses right. uh, that we wrote about that were written about within the first century after. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, all the apostles save John died a martyr's death mm-hmm. so all the original witnesses why would 12 why would 11 people die for a lie mm-hmm. uh well then john only died t- after being tortured repeatedly and died of old age mm-hmm. so why would these people go through torture and execution for a lie a lot of people say well they just had a, a hallucination have you ever heard all of a of group hallucination yeah no nope. Uh, because it's one a psychedelic so powerful that they all did that i don't think existed at that time in that area without like modern science. And then also at the same time, the exact same hallucination that they all agreed on. (laughs) It is just too incredulous. And then there's other things like, Oh, the Pharisees stole their body, but it's like, well, the disciples literally said that again early. And then the follow question is, well, well, then why would they die for a lie? Oh, well, they wanted power. Well, what power did they have at that point in history? They had jack crap. Mm, yeah, didn't the, Christians didn't have any serious power until uh, Emperor Constantine in the third century or the fourth century. Mm. So it's like, yeah, I get it. Some At some point, people might become Christians because they see it as a place to get power. There are terrible people who try to volunteer for wow. churches because they're sex offenders and they want to do terrible things to children and teenagers. Wow. There's all sorts of evil people. I just, yeah, but I just don't even those like go early down that Christians. Road. There's like it's unf- like why would you lead a revolution of morality, have zero political power, and all you do is get tortured and death? Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. Like it makes zero sense, and yeah. so. The best thing is like, what is the better, more reasonable uh, possibility than Jesus rising from the dead? And I don't think there is one. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's something that's more reasonable. 
I think it's more logical for a bunch of people to be like, yeah, this dude's God. Mm-hmm. And then for them to all willingly die for a lie where they had nothing to gain. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, as you can tell, I'm a little bit passionate about this. You are very passionate about this. That's good. We need godly men who are passionate about him. And then, so there are two more things I I was I had questions for. Okay. Uh, one was, why did Jesus rely on the Holy Spirit for his power? So if Jesus is fully God, like we said, and it's a kind of vague, too, that Jesus was given the Holy Spirit more than anyone else, why did he rely on the Holy Spirit's power rather than his own? Because as even though he was God, he was still acting as a man, and he needed to rely on the Holy Spirit, just like all of us do, because when we act in our flesh, yeah. we're not going to act appropriately yeah because i mean it would raise is that the right answer yeah i mean that's a big part of this it's 90 it's like 90 percent of the right answer okay the other 10 percent is to show us the example Mm. well okay that makes Uh, sense but it's like because ultimately if jesus did do this out of his own power we would have the question of like well did he really go through temptation but we kind of still wrestle through that question now anyways so i don't know if it would change things that much as we wrestle through them personally Mm mm-hmm but it's ultimately to show us the guide of Jesus relied on the Holy Spirit and we want to follow his example. Like the li- the sinless life he lived, mm-hmm. the life of life and godliness and purity and love, we have access to that now. Mm. Jesus showed us the way. And there's so many times where we wrestle through the question of, could we really end up uh, to a perfect life right now? The answer is yes, because Jesus did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because he did it out of the Holy Spirit, not out of his own nature. Cool. Uh, and then last but not least, this might actually be a subject for another episode, and it's called the Jesus Seminar. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. No. It's essentially a group of historians, quotations, Mark. Uh, okay. It's a bunch of people who don't believe Jesus is God, so they go in with the assumption and the presupposition that Jesus cannot be God, and then they rewrite the Gospels accordingly. Well, then we know that it's already wrong because <laughs> yeah. if they, they can't, you can't rewrite the Gospels. I mean, yeah, and it's, I mean, and and this, what, it's, and their, it's their attempt to make a historical Jesus, well, but the problem is they, they take out 99% of the Gospels. Well, and then and, and then actually, as we've been talking today on, on, on our topics, I that's one of the areas that I really do want to cover on another uh, show, and that is why we can count on the Bible as a reliable word of God. Yeah, that would be a and, great one. And, you know, to go back and talk about the fact that we have thousands and thousands of manuscripts um, that are 99% accurate, all dating back to that first century. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's why. I mean, like, in and of itself. It, it's because the only other book where there were two copies was, like, the Iliad, and there were two copies. And uh, there's something like, 30,000 manuscripts yeah. going back well, to that first century. Yeah. It's not just that, but there's so many of our earliest our earliest artifacts or evidence of any of the earliest manuscripts for most things are centuries after the fact. And there's only a handful. Whereas with scripture, we have dozens mm-hmm. within the within the fir- within the 2nd century. We have we have I think close to about 100 of like almost all of them across the world. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, and then we have like, like a couple dozen within the first century. So within less than a hundred years so after can, Jesus did that. Maybe and we then, can shelf that and talk about yeah. that uh, in a future episode because I think yeah. I find that so compelling. So to my very, um, I mean, I have a number of friends who like believe in God, but they believe that there's multiple paths to God yeah. and they don't feel like they should be boxed in. You know, uh, yeah. and, and they have a hard time believing yeah. that a loving God would just send everybody else to hell. You know, and so... Uh, and that in itself could be its own topic it, as well. It, it certainly could. Um, but but my recourse for that was but going back to the beginning and the evidence yeah. of the Bible... What is the better, what is the better alternate solution? There isn't one. Mm-hmm. This is the most logical thing that I can think of. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to okay. hear something really crazy, though, about What's scripture? Crazy? The craziest thing I ever heard is that even if we didn't have any manuscripts from the first, like, three centuries, we have enough manuscripts from the early church fathers that we could reconstruct the entire New Testament. It's amazing. 
like people quoting verses, not even the, the text themselves, people just quoting scripture to each other. And, yeah. and, and it, you like, know, that is crazy. When you read like the old Testament and where, you know, we're told to, um, you know, write the scripture on our heart and to pass it down to our, you know, to the generations. Um, you know, I think about now and what we do to fill our head with so much non-biblical stuff that um yeah. how awesome was that back in the day when that's basically how if you were a believer that's what you spent your time doing yeah i mean when you weren't working so you were earning that money or earning um you know making food if you were a farmer or whatever it is that you were doing to feed your family um faith was everything totally Totally. So pretty yeah. awesome to think about that. I did have another thought, but I can't remember it. Like always. I just okay. always have one more thought and then I don't just don't remember it because it was That's from okay. 20 minutes ago. We're at about 56 yeah. minutes. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to me. I was a little bit home. more fiery than normal with this. I love it. Uh, as always, there's a couple of verses I want to share. I actually have four this time. Oh, wow. Uh, there's probably one all of you have heard. Actually, I, I'm sure most of you have heard all these. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We John fourteen John fourteen six. We got our Bobby. Woo! I remembered that. We gotta okay. remember that Jesus is the Let's answer. Let's do that test here and let's see if I can get any of the other ones. Sure. I also just remembered the other thing I wanted to talk about, but uh, maybe maybe I can do it after our verses. I'll ask okay. you because it'll be about two minutes. Okay. But it's yeah. We'll we'll see. For in Him the fullness of deity dwells bodily. Okay, I don't know that verse. Colossians 2.9. Colossians 2.9. I mean, I meant I've read it, but I don't know the number. Okay. I'll do another one in Colossians. Okay. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in heaven and on the earth, visible and invisible. Whether it is thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created for him and through him. <laughs> My dog. Nope, I don't know the number. Uh, that's Colossians 1, 15, 16. Okay, one more. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Do you want to go let him in real quick? Yeah. While you're Before he destroys your screen door. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. That's Revelations 22, 13. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to share... And this is related to the, one of the the favorite things I've ever listened to. This was, I'm going to try and convent, condense an, about two hours of a sermon uh, on the philosophy of Jesus Christ in the early first century theology of the, of, the, of the first century church into like two minutes. But when we think about Jesus, like this will be a question for you, mom. When we think about God has one nature, right? God has one nature. Okay. And then would we say we have one human nature, right? Okay. Because like I have the same human nature you do. Mm-hmm. What would happen if we infused part of our human nature with the divine nature? You'd... I mean, we get Jesus. I was just going to say, we'd create Jesus. And so what happens is that we have a shared human nature now. So when Jesus' human nature is affected by his divine nature, that means we are also affected. Mm. So if you want to talk about the literal potential philosophical blah, blah, blah about how we're actually saved, that Jesus, that life from his, who he is. Mm-hmm. His essence. From his essence, from his literal being, mm-hmm. it is offered us to us today. Right. It is given to us freely. All we have and to do we is take it. act on that essence versus this skin, this flesh yeah. that we live in. And Definitely. so essentially it's a... Uh, easier said than done, right? It's way easier said than done. We and we, we don't, we never feel like it, but that life that Jesus had, that infinite life mm-hmm. that was so infinite, it overcame death itself mm-hmm. and gave no recourse except to literally overcome it and rise from the dead and then to offer infinite salvation and grace and love and mercy for eternity. Awesome. This is good stuff, Brian. I'm yeah. so grateful for this opportunity to... Um, work alongside you um, and your passion for the Lord is awesome to witness. Thank you, Mama. Well, I hope everyone else who listened enjoyed. 
Uh, if you guys ever have any questions, please feel free to email us at realworldpod at gmail.com. Feel free to give us a like or a review or uh, anything else. Uh, and then just, yeah, you can you can press it. <laughs> and just email us at realworldpod at gmail.com. Oh, well, I'm repeating myself. That's fine. All right. Good Bye, day, guys. everyone. <laughs>